0: This is the North Carolina Rabbit Hole. I'm Jeremy Markovich, and on Sunday, several of you sent me a piece of video that I have been watching over and over again. Uh, I know this is not a visual medium, but, but just trust me. What it is is there is a very, very steep hill in England. Somebody rolls a wheel of cheese down the hill. Many people chase the cheese and uh what kind of happens is just this massive humanity of people tumbling of like arms and legs kind of just flying everywhere slipping and falling and head over heels it's just it's like if you would just take it a bunch of people and like throwing them in a dryer that's kind of what it would look like and in particular if you watch the video that's kind of going out there at 19 seconds in you see this woman on the far right of the screen in black really just, like, getting after it. Like, like I mean, just ragdolls, even more than anybody else. She gets to the bottom, and she wins the cheese, and she's very happy. Um, and what happens is, the first thing that she says is, I'm from North Carolina. And she's wearing an NC State sweatshirt, and she throws up, like, the wolf pack like, hand sign. So, yeah, I immediately knew that I needed to get in touch with her. It took a couple of days, but I finally talked to her via Zoom from Barcelona where she is right now um, her name is Abby Lampy she is a recent graduate of NC State University and what I did was I just asked her a bunch of questions that some rabbit hole readers sent in and so what follows is our conversation and a note here I interviewed her while I was sitting outside um, and there's a leaf blower going in the background I couldn't do anything about that so sorry but Anyways, uh, here's our conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Well, what I figured I would do if it's okay with you is I know you've done like a bunch of these interviews. This morning I asked people like what questions they had for you that read the newsletter. So I figured, I mean, I would ask you a couple questions from that, but I I actually had two questions for my kids because my kids are five and seven and they watched the video. Um, My son, Charlie, who's seven wants to know, how did you win the race?
1: So to win the race, you have to be the first person to reach the bottom. At the start of the races, they put a line with flour to dictate the end of the path through the hill. So you just have to be the first person down to the hill. um, And you're never gonna catch the cheese. The cheese is just a marker, honestly. The cheese can go up to 70 miles per hour. So down that hill, it just hits the fence and then that's it. And then after you get down the hill, whoever finishes first gets the cheese.
0: And then my daughter Holly, who's five, wants to know, how did you roll down the hill that fast?
1: I don't know, honestly. I think because the hill is so steep, I just caught momentum and I kept going. And there was no really stopping it. You couldn't stop, honestly, if you wanted to at the hill because it's so steep.
0: Okay, so I have other questions here. One of them is from Ronna Cash, who is the executive editor of the Charlotte Observer. She has her own news outlet. I don't know why she's going through me to ask this question, but uh, her question is really (laughs) easy, which is just why?
1: Um, I love participating in events. I love competition. I grew up very competitive. I played a lot of sports and this is something I've never done before. This is like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity. And I wanted to uh, do it because I was going to be in the area at the same time. I looked in March to see when the competition would be held this year. And it was during the time where I would be in Europe. So I booked a ticket to Spain and I also booked a ticket to the UK.
0: So you... You had an idea that you were going to do this i think you i've seen that you've practiced at, at dorothy Dix park in raleigh yeah. but yeah. somebody wants to specifically which hill did you practice on at dicks park
1: i saw that on twitter um i don't know the names of the things in dorothea Dix. um i practiced on the hill next to it's like across the road from Magnolia Room, I think it's a wide open space. It's like when you enter Dorothy Dix from Western Boulevard. So you're going straight and then you take a right and then it's the field on your left when you're driving that way. I'm not exactly sure what name of it. I don't know what the name of it is. Um, but during like over there, you can kind of see the uh, Raleigh like farmer's market. So I don't know if that get, helps kind of narrow down the area of Dorothea Dix. Dorothea Dix is huge, actually. So yeah, it's kind of close to like the White House. Not not I'm, I didn't go to the flower fields or that area, but there's hillier areas across that way.
0: This one comes. There's actually two questions from Jennifer Moxley, and one was basically like I think you talked about this a little bit, but how did you discover that you could do this both as a sport and and then personally be able to like do this. Like, how did you discover it and how did you train for it?
1: So, I discovered it through social media a while ago. There's tons of videos on YouTube about this with compilations of people rolling down the hill and the injuries that are inflicted by it. Um, a lot of people have made videos commentating the event. So, those are really funny to watch. But yeah, I think social media definitely influenced this. I hadn't actually seen the Netflix docu-series until the day before the race. So someone told me about it and I was like, really? So I watched it the night before to kind of get ready for it. And that definitely helped me prepare mentally, physically, definitely the Dorothea Dix. I don't even know if you would call it training, but rolling down a few hills that were bunny hills, essentially to this black diamond slope. paid off a little bit and then on Friday when I came to England I did a test run so I climbed up the hill to get to the hill you have to endure really steep hills to get there because this is like the top of the hill so you're overlooking the whole village of Brockworth and there's some really steep parts to get to the hill So I got to the top of the hill and I was just going to walk down, kind of get a feel for it. I immediately slip and I slide down probably half of the hill itself. And then I look up and I'm like, wow, this is a lot steeper than I thought. I was just surprised. I didn't realize that it was going to be this difficult, especially the conditions were rainy. So it was misty, rainy, very wet and muddy. And my shoes were getting soaked. And after I slid down probably halfway, I got on my feet again and tried to walk down. And when you're walking down this hill, you pick up a lot of momentum just walking. And then you're kind of trying not to fall. And then I tumbled a little bit. So I got to feel what it felt like to tumble down the hill um, two days prior to the race. The race itself on Sunday started at 12 p.m. And uh, they have two downhill men's races before the women's race. So I watched those, I videoed them, and I played them back a little bit to see some similarities between the two events and the winners who won. How did they do it? Where did they start? And what was the route that they took? So that kind of helped me prepare emotionally and sort of getting a feel for what I'm going to actually do. And I, I knew that in the competition, Atmosphere, I would perform a lot better because I'm very competitive and I've done a lot of sports growing up. I've done intramurals at NC State. So I understand what it's like to be in a competition. And I knew that I was just going to fully send it. I knew I was going to give it my all and I didn't want to have to do it because what the fun of that.
0: <laughs> so I, I'm very curious. I've watched this video a couple of times and I've seen like you like ragdolling down the hill and yeah it's very quick there's a strategy to it i feel like it's something that like i guess like you have to like you're saying you're, you're you're practicing for but like is there one way that seems to work better to get you down the hill like i mean like is it better just to kind of like let your just kind of go limp and and roll down the hill or is there i've seen other people like try to run down the hill i mean like what seems to work the best
1: Yeah. So in Raleigh, I tried to do head first and I was like, this is it. This gets me down the hill way faster. But I didn't consider the steepness of the hill when I decided to do that. During the hill on Sunday, when I participated, I knew that I I wanted to be on my feet the most that I could. And then when I fell, it wasn't possible to get back up again. Chris Anderson, a 23 World T's rolling champion. He was there. Um, He gave me. So in the docuseries, he gave a few tips and then I spoke to him again. He said it's anyone's game with conditions as rainy as it was. But what his strategy is, is to get on his feet. When he rolls, he jumps right back up and keeps running. I did not do that. (laughs) I just kept rolling. I couldn't even stop myself from rolling. And I knew that I was not going straight but I just went with it. I just was trying to get my body as close to the finish line and as fast as I could down the hill.
0: How aware are you of like what's going on in that situation? I feel like it looks like you maybe, it, it, it would be like tumbling inside of a, of a dryer. Um, yeah. Like there was somebody that looked like they were coming, they're almost like gonna pass you and then I think she hit something and stopped. So like when you're actually in the moment, it's just sort of like the gravity takes you or is there actually like, oh, I can adjust and look around or I'm conscious of the fact that I'm even ahead of everybody else. The gravity
1: really took me. I knew that I was rolling really fast. There's not really much adjustment you can do. When I noticed I was going sideways and the crowd was getting closer to me, I think I did adjust a little bit because I did not want to hit them. And I had seen videos of people going into the, crowd, like participants going into the crowd. And if I had done that, the, the race would have been over for me. I would never have won. So I had no idea that the girl behind me was so close to me watching the video back. I was basically a main character in my head. Um, <laughs> I had no idea what anyone else was doing. I was mo- more mostly focused on me and um, how to get down the hill. And I'm just really grateful that. Somehow, like she did not pass me um, because it looks like she was going to at one point, but I got the the last um, stretch of the hill.
0: Did you think that you could actually win this thing? And then after you won, what's going through your head?
1: I definitely wanted to win. I thought I had a chance. I was telling people all across like the people I met in the past month that I was going to be going to England to do this and just random people on flights and at the airport when we would make small talk and they would ask where I was going and what I was doing this summer. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to participate in a cheese rolling contest. And I think I even told some people like, I really want to win, like, or I I said, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this. Just jokingly, of course, though, I I didn't have full confidence. I I know that there's competitors out there, and if um, Flo Early, the four-time cheese champion, if she were to race, or if Casey Anderson, which is Chris Anderson's niece, which they raced in the 2019 last cheese rolling competition, if they had raced, I may not have won. They know the hill a lot better than I do. Um, and so going into it, I was optimistic, but, and and I was hopeful, but I had no idea that I would actually win. And so winning it, I was filled with so much joy and so much happiness. I, it was a, it was honestly a dream come true. I said that in one of my interviews when I first got the cheese, um, because I had known about this event for a while and I knew I was going to participate. I would tell my friends in March and going forward from March to June I was telling my friends and talking about it a lot my boss had a notification to check on me (laughs) with the eastern time between the London time so like at 2 p.m London time there's a notification I guess it would be 12 11 10 9 like 8 a.m I think eastern time that she said, check on Abby for cheese race. So I had talked about it for a long time. And it was just amazing to just bask in the glory of the cheese rolling.
0: The first thing you did afterward was throw up the NC State sign. like, oh, yeah. And you were wearing an NC State sweatshirt. Like, I mean, you could have worn anything, I guess, that day. So like, I know you're a recent graduate of NC State. So like, why are you repping NC State so hard at this event? Like the first thing I even heard you say is like, I'm from North Carolina.
1: <laughs> I am a loyal fan. I am a Wolfpack fan through and through. I grew up a Wolfpack fan. My family has gone to NC State. My, uh, most of my siblings have gone to NC State. My parents, my grandparents, and my great-grandfather served as the longest serving dean as the dean of engineering there. So I bleed red. We love NC State. I really planned my outfit going into England. I wore my NC State sweatshirt to the airport so I wouldn't have to pack it. I only brought one small luggage. Like I I brought a backpack, no carry on to England for the whole weekend. And I deliberately brought things that I needed. I brought my NC State t-shirt, which you can't like it was too cold in England. It was way too cold. Um, and I wore my NC State sweatshirt and NC State, it's hard being an NC State fan. We've gone through so much stuff and everyone seems to be working against us. So when I won, I just wanted to represent such a great university. I had a great time my four years there. I made a lot of friends and the professors there are great. And um, my major, which is industrial and systems engineering, So that helped me a lot, actually, during this, within preparation for this event and uh, kind of finding the most efficient way to get down the hill and adapting when I kind of met obstacles. So I knew I wanted to represent NC State and the U.S. in general. So as a U.K. sort of race, it's very well known in the U.K., but um, in the U.S., it's pretty well known because of the viral sensations of just the videos of people plummeting down the hill. Um, so people just like laugh at it and like, haha, that's funny. But I wanted to represent NC State and North Carolina as a whole, which I think is incredible that I get to like speak on the behalf of us.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually the question, this is a follow-up question. I want to make sure I'm getting it right from Jeremy Ashton, who asked, how does it feel to have the greatest achievement by an NC State athlete in the 21st century?
1: Wow. That's that's a huge title. I don't know if I would go that far. There are some Olympians from NC State. There are some gold medalists. I'm just happy I can get looped in with some of the athletes there. It's just incredible. It's an amazing feeling. I don't think I would call myself the best thing to come out of NC State in the 21st century because there were so many accomplishments. The women's basketball team made it to the Elite Eight this year. They're phenomenal. I loved watching their games. The football team and the baseball team, like, they're incredible. We have a great sports department, and I'm just looking forward to just cheering them on next season.
0: So this is a question from Ace Permar. Uh, Would you prefer a statue in Johnson County, Joko, NC State, your college, or Camp Seafarer, where you were a counselor?
1: Wow. Um, (laughs) That's so funny. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about that that much. Camp Seafair is a great place. I w- was a counselor and camper there for I think maybe eight years in total. I went there every summer growing up. So <laughs> at the I worked at um, the athletics to kind of sport there. So um, that'd be kind of cool if they had a little bit like maybe maybe any statues, maybe there could be many statues places. So then they don't have to buy the material for all this. You can actually 3D print at NC State. So maybe they can 3D print little statues.
0: Yeah, this is just combining engineering and NC State into, the, into one. Yeah. Um, so here's two questions. This one from Electron Spin on Twitter. Uh, two questions, has the NCAA reached out yet about how they will be printing NC State? That's the first no.
1: question. They have not. They have not reached out. The NC State has been really silent thus far.
0: Um, And then what is your cookout order?
1: Oh, okay. My cookout order, it varies. But my brother-in-law thought of this. So you can get a two quesadilla, chicken quesadilla cookout tray with two sides of more quesadillas. And then if the cookout people are really nice, you can trade your drink in for another quesadilla. So you can get five quesadillas for uh, one cookout tray. But typically I like um, two quesadillas, two chicken quesadillas, maybe a corn dog, maybe some hush puppies and a huge tea. I love sweet tea. And the cookout ice is phenomenal.
0: This yes, it's phenomenal. I've, I've heard of, yeah, just like stocking up. The same thing, but with, but with corn dogs instead of like the all corn dog meal instead of quesadillas.
1: Really? that's really funny. That's
0: that's been the. I don't I I don't feel like I'm gutsy enough to order that, but I I would someday I will try. So, adventuring with Hillary asked, "Do you get to keep the cheese?" And then the other question from Jason De Bruin is, "Did you declare the cheese at customs?"
1: I did get to keep the cheese. I shipped it, and within the custom form, they put it as a personal effect. So, hopefully, they won't open it. the guy who helped me ship it in England also put it as a cheese tasting rather than a whole whale of cheese to prevent maybe some backlash upon the customs. Um, but I did not take it on the airplane with me. It's going um, through shipping.
0: How long did your concussion symptoms last for?
1: Um, I think it mainly was yesterday. It could also have been dehydration and I was running on two hours of sleep yesterday. So there's a lot to play in with my... <laughs> headaches and um my head pain yesterday i'm um, doing a lot better today i got probably a little over eight hours of sleep last night which is great and i drank water today
0: and <laughs> the time between when the video i first noticed the video this weekend and then like now like the governor has mentioned you um you've been mentioned on the state senate floor nc state has really like put out a lot of stuff about you what what interview is this for you have you been keeping track
1: um, yeah, I have a, I have a Google calendar that I've put. I think you are 14, maybe.
0: Oh, wow. So I'm 14. Um, and you, and you, how many more do you have after this that you have set up? I have six. What is that like to get just like your name dropped in like so many places around your home state?
1: It's crazy. It's amazing. I never would have thought in a million years that this would happen. I'm honored. It's been such a cool experience like none other. I'm just so happy that NC State gets some good rep. I'm amazed that Roy Cooper even mentioned me. Uh, My counselor also mentioned me, which is uh, really interesting and really cool. The Senate floor, I visited the Department of Defense last year uh, for school and because one of my professors works with them. So I've been on the Senate floor and it was just crazy to hear them speaking i every single day so far i've woken up and i look at my phone and i'm just in shock i'm still in shock like i just can't imagine that this is my life and i i'm waiting for it to like stop honestly like out of anything in my entire life this is incredible and so spectacular like it's so funny too because it's just from me rolling down a, a really steep hill.
0: <laughs> Do you have any other big events coming up on your calendar? And somebody this is from Dave M.P., who said running of the bulls, Red Bull boot tag. Like is there
1: I don't any other so big I'm events going, that you have? I'm going to Greece in July, so I'll miss the running of the bulls, but I totally would have thought about doing it at least. But I'm all ears.
0: What does your dream charcuterie board look like?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. I would get some crackers, maybe a little bit other assortment of cheeses like brie, manchego. I would get um, some fresh meats. I think Raleigh has a good uh, collection of meats in the area. Jams, yeah, I love jams on anything. Ooh, and the little pickles, um, but not the sweet pickles, just like the dill pickles that are typical pit- pickles, but they're they're the petite ones. I think. Oh, and um, fresh bread. I love bread and putting anything on bread.
0: (laughs) Last thing, um, are you going to eat that cheese?
1: Oh, yeah. We are going to um, eat the cheese when I get back, I guess. My family is hoping to do an unveiling. I'm going to get back and maybe we can dive in. Hopefully, there might be something in the mix with Chancellor Woodson and NC State. Maybe we'll have a collaboration and do a whole cheese thing.
0: Many thanks to Abby Lampy and to you for listening. You can find a lot more at ncrabbithole.com, including videos, including behind the scenes uh, stuff of Abby practicing, all kinds of stuff. Again, ncrabbithole.com.